0: One quick thing that I want to share with you, Tony, one of our missionaries of Lithuania was in, in town this week, and we were driving around town, and, uh, and he was like, wow, man, Hammond, he used to be here years ago, worked with the Boys Ranch, and he said, man, Hammond has grown so much, so much. And I was thinking about the declarations that we have spoke over this last few years of God. You know, we're believing you for jobs and better jobs and businesses and greater things. And we're seeing this. Sometimes maybe it's kind of like living here. We don't, you know, it's kind of a slow thing for us and we don't pay attention to it. But good things are happening in our city. Can I get a better amen? Amen. And I'm believing God for every stronghold to be broken off of our city and for this city to prosper. And I'm, I can I just kind of cross my arms like this and be a little... I am tired of Livingston Parish and St. Tammy Parish talking about how bad we are. I'm ready for us to be the talk of the state, that God's going to bless us. We're going to be overflowing with the goodness of God. We're going to prosper here. Come on, somebody can believe for some high rises here so we can look over at New Orleans and say, check us out now. So we're just believing God for the great things of the Spirit. And I, hey, listen, God's doing it. So let's keep declaring it as we believe for our city. Can I get a better amen? Amen. All right, look, God's already spoken in this house today. I could really say, let's go home right now, because I really feel like God's done an amazing work in here. But I want to unpackage something for you just this this morning, and I'm starting to say I'm going to do it quick, but that probably would be a lie, and I don't want to lie in the pulpit. But I, I want to unpackage something for you this morning to tie up the ends of this series that we've been doing about how how we believe that God has called each and every person into purpose. Each and every person into purpose and what you're destined to do. And so it doesn't matter how much we preach about what the church is if we don't activate the people to be the church that God's created. Amen? Amen. So, so you know, um, I had this little thought this morning, and I didn't, uh, I didn't do it, but I, I had this little thought. I always have these little last-minute thoughts that I think are really cool but I should have them earlier. But uh, I thought about having a little badge this morning to hand out to everybody, a little badge, you know, a little sheriff's badge. Because today, uh, like, like they did, yeah, how many of you ever watched those Western movies where, where the bad people come in town, they rob the bank, and then as they ride out, you know, the sheriff comes and he commissions a bunch of uh, yahoos, and they go out chasing them? Anybody ever watch that? Yes. How many love Westerns? Because if you don't, we're going to pray for you. you got to love Westerns to go to heaven. <laughs> It's just part of it, man. And so, uh, we my my wife don't love westerns, but she she watches them. So, so so I want I thought about today, just have a little badge, and I want you to think about this as I preach this message today: is that you're commissioned for the kingdom. Amen. You you you've been given more than just an opportunity to go to heaven. You've been given given an opportunity to change the world on your way to heaven. I liked all three of those amens. How many believe that God has called you to do something crazy good for the kingdom of God? Hallelujah. Amen. And, and so oftentimes, we don't feel like we've been empowered. Today, I want to tell you that I'm, I am commissioning you today as your pastor. I'm commissioning you today as a man of God. And I'm saying, let's go change the world around us, Amen. that we're called to do that, that we're called with purpose. And, uh, man, I just can't let this go. Come up here and we'll pray for you. I was trying to just move on without this, (laughs) but Holy Spirit just keeps on slam dunking me here. So, all right, look at me. Don't look at the ground. You've been looking at the ground way too long. God wants you to walk in complete freedom, son. You see, the enemy has put these weights on your shoulders that don't belong to you. And you've been in a place of confusion for about 18 months now. I know that in the natural, that's not a word of prophecy. Well, here's what the Lord's saying to you today it's time for you to lay it down. It's time for you to take on the crown that He's given you. It's time for righteousness and holiness to fill your heart. It's time for you to be the voice of God that He's called you to be. Amen. So He's saying to you today let go of your past. Let go of yesterday. I see your feet that are in wet concrete and they've been slowing you down. If you stay there, the concrete's going to dry. But the concrete is still wet. You can walk out of that today if you decide to. But nobody can do it but you. You have to surrender your life to the Lord this morning and say, I'm done. I'm giving you God my full yes. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right, are you ready to do that? Come on, on, one, two, or three of you people just come join me right now. (laughs) I just feel an anointing on this man right here. (coughs) Time to get your head up. Time to get your head up. Put your hands up too. Put your heart up. Pick your feet up. Right now in the name of Jesus we break off every curse and every lie. Yes, God. We set him free right now in the name of Jesus to be everything that God has called him to be. Yes, God. Now deception leave. Lies leave. Confusion leave. And clarity come like a river to his heart, mind and spirit right now in the name of Jesus. I baptize you today with a fresh fire of the Holy Spirit, yes. with the love of Jesus, love our and a fresh anointing of God. Yes. From this day forward, you will never be the same. Yes. Your intimacy, your closeness <laughs> to God is going to propel you into the goodness of God. Yes. Your heart is going to beat after him. Thank like you. the deer that panteth after the water brook. You. Son, you're, you're, you're going to be like David. You're going to hunger for him. Yes. There's going to be a thirst in you, and you have overcome every shortcoming, and God's going to allow you to walk in his goodness. And the fire of the Holy Spirit going to rest upon you. Amen. And God's going to show you your future. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's give God a shout of praise. You want to come preach with me? All right. (laughs) Woo! We always got time for the Lord to speak, right? He's got more to say than I do. Someone talked to you about Matthew 28 this morning. And it's called the Great Commission. Everybody say the Great Commission. The Great Commission. He is commissioning each and every one. Now, the 11 disciples in your Bibles, Matthew 28, 16. And now the 11 disciples went up to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. I'm not going to preach this today, but I'm going to preach about the some doubts, the some doubters one day soon. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority. Everybody say all authority. All authority. In heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of the, just a few people around you. All nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching to them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. We often talk in church about vision. And churches, as well as us, write down our vision. We write down where God has taken us. But today, I want to share with you the vision of Jesus. This passage of Scripture was the Lord Lord Jesus' vision for the world. It was his his vision for the church. He said, I want every person to be disciples... And go and reach all the world. I I want you to shout this word. I want you to shout the word go right now. God has called all of us to go. Not to come and sit, but to go and do. This vision that Jesus had for his disciples has been passed down to us because every person in this place is a disciple of Jesus Christ. I have been given the authority, and with that, I am commissioning you to go make disciples. I don't say this uh, frivolously, or I don't want to be um, say this kind of, I don't want this, I want this to be comical. But most of what we do in church is we, go, we want to go make church people. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I love Sunday morning. I love church, but Jesus said, Go make disciples, not converts. Are y'all with me this morning? Yes, A disciple is one that follows after Jesus and leads others to Jesus. I've been talking for the last few weeks about the Apostolic Church, and and this week someone asked me about that, and and I thought it was a good question, because I I really need to explain for just a minute what the Apostolic Church is. The word apostolic has often been misused to label maybe a denomination of people, or a group of people, or, or, you know, I, I know that word has been used a lot, and Pentecost of apostolic. But I want to explain to you what the apostolic church is in a very simple form. It's the Ephesians 4 church that comes and is equipped to go. Come on. That's what the apostolic church is. And we were created to be apostolic in the fact that we were, God filled us with his spirit. Not so that we could just be saved, but so that we could go tell the world about Jesus. So Ephesians 4 is, models the apostolic church, which is the fivefold ministries, apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists, and pastors, to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. That includes you. And there's been a lot of misuse of that word apostolic. But the simple thing to say, if someone says, what is the definition of apostolic? This is what you could tell them, the sent one. The sent one, I. The apostolic church is a sending church, not a hoarding church. The apostolic church is the empowering church that empowers people to walk in the destiny that God gave them before the worlds were framed. I'm going to preach this till y'all get it. I'm going to say destiny a thousand times until you know that before the world's friend, God created me for a purpose. I have destiny in my life. I'm not just a robot doing church or robot doing life, but there's something greater in me than I can even imagine. And so when Jesus gave this vision to the disciples, he said, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them and teaching them the word. And he said, as my father has sent me, so I Send you. This brings us up to what was spoken last week about the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost being poured out. And we look at Acts 1 again, and it it was very plain that the reason that the Holy Spirit was being poured out was so that you could be a disciple to go make disciples. You shall receive power after that the Holy Spirit has come upon you to do what? To be my witnesses, first in Jerusalem, then Judea, then the uttermost parts of the earth. The whole purpose sometimes, we get caught up in the purpose of the Holy Spirit, and it has many purposes as a great teacher, I understand all that. But ultimately, the Holy Spirit was given to you to be a witness of all the goodness of God and all the great things of God and all the purpose of God. And he said, go to every nation, not just to one or two, but go to every nation. I want everybody to hear this word, and I want you to repeat it with me. Everyone, everywhere. Everyone, everywhere. Everyone, everywhere. Now, I'm going to shorten this up just a little bit today for the sake of time, but in Acts 10, we read the story of Cornelius. He was a a, a Roman uh, captain in the uh, Italian army, and and he was a man of integrity. He loved God. He prayed. And the Bible says that he was very generous to the poor. And as he was praying, the Lord gave him a vision. And in that vision, he uh, he saw Simon Peter... He saw him uh, in a a nearby city, and the Lord said, you need to have a conversation with uh, this Peter, this Simon, the rock. And so he he told him where he was at, so he sent his men to Joppa to find Simon. They traveled in the next day, and as they were coming into town, uh, Simon was up on the rooftop praying, and he had a vision from the Lord. And we picked that up in Acts 10. And he said, and I saw the heavens open and something like a great sheet descending, being let down and by its four corners upon the earth. And it, it were all kinds of animals and reptiles and birds of the air. And there came a voice to him. Rise, Peter, kill and eat. See, I knew there was hunting in the Bible. That's why my, my wife, I tell her, when I go out in the woods, I hear from God. As I'm obeying the scripture, rise, Marvin, kill and eat. But Peter said... By no means, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. Then the voice came to him again the second time. What God has made clean, do not call common. This happened three times. Then the thing was taken up at once into heaven. The Lord spoke to Peter and said, you go downstairs while he was up there praying. He said, you go downstairs, and there's going to be, going to be some men. There's three men that Cornelius had sent, and, and, and I want you to go meet with these men. The next day, they were traveling to Caesarea and, and to see Cornelius, and I love this part of the story. It's one of my favorite parts of the story. There was so much expectation from Cornelius that, that he had already believed that he had all of his family and friends gathered to hear this good word of the Lord. There was this anticipation like God's about to do something big and I'm going to get as many people as I can included in this to hear what God's about to say to me. And Peter realized that out of the Jewish customs that he was not even supposed to be associating with these Gentiles. But the vision of the Lord had come to Peter and he realized that listen, God is calling us to everyone everywhere we pick this back up again in acts 10 34 and says so peter opened his mouth and said truly i understand that god shows no partiality he has no favorites he has no favorites but to every nation and everyone who fears him and does does what is right and acceptable to him as far as the word that has sent to israel preaching the good news and preaching through jesus christ he is the Lord of all, and you yourselves know what happened throughout all Judea. Beginning from Galilee after the baptism that John proclaimed, now God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, and he went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Acts ten forty four. skipping down a little bit. While Peter was still saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell upon them, who heard his words, and the believers from among the circumcised were that, who had came with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit was being poured out even on the Gentiles, Amen. for they were hearing them speak with tongues. So we have been called, every one of us, to reach everyone, every tribe, every nation, and it should not be our goal just to reach a certain group of people. Amen. We have been commissioned... To reach the nations. We have been commissioned right here in Hammond, America and Harbor to reach the nations. I'm preaching to you today. God's called you to reach the nations. God's called you to, to, to touch lives. God's called you to reach the world around you. Every tribe and every nation. Everyone. Everywhere. I want that to stick in your brain when you leave here today. Everyone. Everywhere. Everyone, everywhere, everyone I see, everywhere I go, every person I meet, they need to hear about the goodness of God. I know that there's been out, you know, people talk about multicultural church. Here's the problem with that little thing we call multicultural church. Hear me today. I want you to listen to me today. When we start talking about multicultural church, I know what the meaning of that is. But here's what I, I want to impress upon you today. Let's not even think about multicultural, because when we say multicultural, we start thinking about little groups of people, and then we'll start saying, well, we need to target this group of people, or target that group of people, or look for this group of people, and even when I go to uh, hear people talk about, who's your target audience, or who, who are you after, and I want to change that whole philosophy that we have around this house about all of those things that say, our target audience is the one standing in front of me. My target audience is everyone everywhere. It doesn't matter where, what race they are. It doesn't matter if they're black or white or Hispanic or Italian or Japanese or Chinese or whatever it might be. What matters is, is that everyone has been called, are y'all with me this morning, by God. And everyone before the worlds were framed was predestined by God to do something great. And when we get ready, when we decide to quit taking off of these little groups of people and we become the apostolic church, the sent ones, then we will see everyone everywhere the way God sees everyone everywhere. It's so important for us to understand that without the Holy Spirit, Paul said, there goes I. Without the gift of the Holy Spirit, there I go. When we look at the drug addict and we look at the prostitute and we look at the broken and when we look at the rich and when we look at the poor and when we look at people, we need to look through a different lens and know if except for the grace of God, there go I. So what am I going to do? I'm going to take this goodness of God in my life, this greatness of God in my life, and I'm going to preach to everyone Everywhere. everywhere. My heart is not going to be for this group or that group or this one or that one or this age or that age group or this people or that people. My heart is going to be apostolic like and say that God has called me to everyone, everywhere. Everyone, everywhere. And that God is purposed in our lives and He's purposed in this church. I believe that we are to be the trendsetters of the world. Is anybody with me this morning? We ought to be the trendsetters. We're not the followers. I said this last Sunday. We don't mimic the world. We set the trend. We say that we're going to be an apostolic church full of love of God, touching our city. Listen, we shouldn't even be having to ask if there's anybody that wants to go out next Saturday. We ought to be saying, hey, we got too many people to go out. We only have one box for you to carry because we got so many people we can't even pass out the boxes. Quiet. Where's that mouse at? We're setting the temperature, we're setting the gauge, we're setting the bar, and we're saying that we're going to love people with intentionality. We're going to love people with the grace of God that He's loved us. We're going to love people with a passion and compassion. We're going to see revival break out in our schools We're going to see revival break out in our workplaces. We're going to see revival break out in the streets. We're going to see revival at the coffee shop. We're going to see revival in the nursing home. How many believe we can have revival at the nursing home? We're going to see revival everywhere we go. Why? Because we're not going to have a program, but a lifestyle that changes the world. I want God to change our heart, how we see people, how we view things, how we go about things. Listen, you you need to turn all that negativity off that's coming from the world. Listen, listen, if you can't handle all that negativity in the news today, turn it off. Turn that mess off. Turn, Turn that garbage off. There's so much hate in this world right now. There's so much division. I'm just gonna preach a little bit. Are y'all in a hurry? I got church again tonight, so don't nobody can be complaining. I gotta do this again. There's so much hate and there's so much division that's being spewed out right now, and, and all it's just it's of the devil, and it's the enemy trying to divide and separate and cause there to be pain. Turn that mess off. Love people. Love people with the kind of love that Jesus loved you with. Listen, I was a, let me just give you just a look. I was a sorry, rotten, no good for nothing rascal. Come on, help me preach, girl. I, I I wasn't worth two cents. But the Lord loved me for not what I was, but he loved me for what he called me to be. Are you with me this morning? You see, when we start looking at destiny and we start looking at the kingdom of God, we'll start saying, well, this is a good girl and this is a bad girl and this is a good guy and this is a bad guy. Let me tell you something, my wife is an amazing woman. She's probably only said one cuss word her whole life and I made her do it. (laughs) But it took the same grace and the same goodness of God to save her as it did me. Are you with me this morning? And we got to quit categorizing people and categorizing things and start saying, except for the grace of God, except for the grace of God. And when you get a different perception of people, the grace of God will give you a heart for the broken. Are you with me this morning? and we're going to preach about being an apostolic church, then we have to activate, and that's what I want to do this morning, we have to activate the people of God to say, I'm giving you, I'm giving you permission, I'm giving you empowerment, I'm speaking over you today, and I'm saying to you that you are just important to the kingdom of God as anyone else, and you have been created for purpose, and so now it's go time in the kingdom of God. And here's what I know. The Bible says we're overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. And ain't nobody can tell your testimony like you can tell your testimony. And ain't nobody can speak the things of God like you can speak the things of God, what God has done for you. And listen, you, don't, you say, well, I, if, I, I'm going to just go out and evangelize the world by, by being a good person. I've heard people say, evangelize the world and sometimes with words. Let me help you today. You need to use your words. it's not just enough to be good you you got to go out and and tell people what the lord has done for you are y'all with me this morning y'all give me a few more minutes this is so much of what we do in the church is camouflage christianity camouflage christianity because we we're worried about what people are going to think about us they might think I'm one of them Pentecostals or them tongue talkers. or they might. Th- man, I sure ain't going to tell them about a vision I had last night. They think I'm crazy. <laughs> but here's the deal. So we just want to camouflage you. I remember when I was a kid, we used to sing this little song. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Come on, sing it with me. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Hide it under a bushel. No, I love that part. I'm gonna let it shine. Hide it under a bushel. No, y'all don't know this song. I'm gonna let it shine. Hide it under a bushel. No. I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it. Then my favorite part. Don't let Satan it out. I'm gonna let. Don't let Satan. (laughs) I'm gonna let it shine. Don't let Satan blow it out. I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. shine. Somebody feel that? You see, here's the deal. We want to hide it under a bush. We want to keep it on the down low. He said, "You're a city that's set up on a hill that can." Not be hidden. Can I help you just a little bit? Once you're saved and filled with the Holy Spirit, you're marked. So just go ahead and let it shine. I was was living in the bar rooms. Trying to camouflage my Christianity. And the craziest things would happen... I, I had a, I'm going to tell you a quick story. I had a policeman that was an undercover cop that worked in the club that I worked at. And I was bartending one night. Lied on my application. I was even too young to even be in the bar, and I was bartending. And he come over to me, and he said, I want to talk to you. I said, all right. I, this is the true story. So I'm pretty much tripping that night right. pretty high. And uh, he sets me down at this little table in my break, and he's speaking to me, and the lights from the dance floor were shining in my eyes. And so he was like between me and the dance floor. And every time he'd move his head, I'd move my head because I didn't want the light shining in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and he looked at me in the face that night, and he said, Marvin, I've been security, and I've been an undercover cop for many years. He said, I want to tell you something, son. There's something different about you, and you cannot hide it. You see, while you're trying to hide it, God's trying to reveal it. Fast forward. Years later. A friend of ours was in, the, was in jail. My dad and I went to see him in jail. The jailer would not let me in. I walked out into the hallway to leave and ran into my friend from the bar. And Doug said to me, what are you doing here, Marvin? I don't even know how he recognized me because I look quite a bit different. I'll just say that. And I said, I'm here to see so-and-so. I'm in the ministry now, I'm a pastor, and I come to see this guy. He said, I always knew there was something different about you. You, you. you might as well just come on out and be who God created you to be and walk in the abundance and the goodness of God that's on your life than to live in a prison yeah, compromising the very gift of God that's burning in you. Are you with me this morning? It's time for us to show out a little bit and be the church that God's called us to be and to change the world around us and to carry this message to everyone everywhere. You're a missionary. Every believer is a missionary. And I don't have time to finish preaching all this today. But it's important to the kingdom of God that we not only experience the goodness of God, we not only learn the Word of God, but we serve and disciple others. It should become a way of our, our life. Everything, every day, everybody, every person, everywhere. And even under great persecution, they did not stop proclaiming the Word of the Lord. We're so worried about what people are going to think about us. What, we're not even talking about being stoned or boiled in oil. We just don't want to offend nobody or Hurt nobody's feelings or be weird. I don't mean this wrong, but I'm pretty cool. And I can be a cool Christian. You don't have to be a weirdo. You don't have to get you a Bible this big. Walk around and beat people over the head to be an evangelist. Be who God created you to be. Walk in the goodness of God. Be a light that so shines before men so that others may see the good works and glorify the Father that's in heaven. Come on, let's give the Lord a shout of praise. So the early church was every day to the temple from house to house, and they did not cease teaching and preaching the word of the Lord. I want to ask you this question this morning. How many of you in this place can remember the last time that you opened your house, had people over, broke bread, and shared the word of the Lord. Well, pastor, my house is my sanctuary. No, your house is a blessing from God, and you better open that door and let somebody come in and experience Jesus in it. You might have to clean it up, but that's all right. It need to get clean anyway. Right. <laughs> How many have sat down in a coffee shop and shared Jesus? There's a world around us that are hungry for change. They're hungry for something. They're lost, and they're looking for someone that can lead them to Jesus. In Matthew 9, 36, and when he saw the crowds, he had great compassion for them. Y'all can come. Because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Three things I want you to remember today in closing. Jesus had compassion on the multitudes. We need to have compassion for people. Number two, he walked in authority, and that authority to heal the sick, to raise the dead, and to cast out unclean spirits, and he has passed that authority on to us to do the same. Number three, we have to love people when we do not understand or cannot relate, or whatever other things that we might say. We have to learn to love people. We have to feed the poor. We have to take care of the orphans and the widows. Yes. we got to clothe those that are naked. So we don't want to just come to church, but we want to be the church. The church that's built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. In this room this morning, there's so many different giftings. So, so there's so much in this room today. We could we could really turn this city upside down with just very little effort. To be honest, to be honest with you, Jesus took twelve and he turned the world upside down. Well, that's right. What could he do with the? 200 people that's in this church what could he do with with us if we would just say you know what my life is not my own I've been bought with a price I surrender my life completely to the goodness of God I surrender my life to the purpose that God has for my life Even in this room right now, there are people that you're so frustrated with life. And I'm going to give you a key to unlock that door this morning. Most people that are that frustrated with life is because they've not said yes to the purpose of God in their life. Like the old rock song, we're still singing, you can go your own way. One writer said, I did it my way. And you know what? God gives you the power to do so. He gives you the will to make that decision. that You can can do it your own way. I I can do this my way. I can live this life how I want to live it. Yes, you can. But let me help you this morning. There's a better way. There, there, there is a way that everything in your life comes into order and you walk in the fullness of who God created you to be. And when you begin to walk in the purpose and the fullness of who God created you to be, let me tell you something you can't stop the blessings of God. <laughs> Some of us say, Lord, bless me, bless me, bless me. He says, I will. Come on out from where you are and be all that I've called you to be. Lord, just bless me right where I'm at. And he does, but he said, there's more. There's more, there's more, there's more. There's more. Don't raise your hand for any of these questions I'm going to ask. But how many would like to have more money in the bank? Let me, give you, let me give you the how. Walk in the purpose of the kingdom of God. And whatever money you have and whatever he wants to give you will be more than enough to do everything you need to do. But if your focus and your vision is on the things of the world, there will never be enough. There will always be lack. There will always, whether it's money or, or peace or something, there will always be this lack. But when... Would you do what He's called you to do and you seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, all of His goodness will be added to your life to the point that Malachi 3 says He'll open the windows of heaven and He'll pour out a blessing on you that you can't contain. He's going to give you more. Lord, I just, just feel me, Lord. He says, okay, more, God, more. More, God, I just want more. God, I want more. Till your cup's running over, I ain't got any more water. Don't worry, it ain't gonna hurt this carpet. It needs a bath. More, Lord. I can't even contain it. God, I just want to be in your kingdom. I just want to fulfill what you called me to do, God. And he just keeps pouring. You can't even contain all that God has for you. You you can't let me tell you something. When you're trying to do it on your own, your cup's gonna be half full and you're always gonna be lacking. But when you say you first, God, it's gonna be more than you can contain. More than you can handle. Well, I just want enough. Well, you know what? You can go to heaven with just enough. But that's not what I want. I want abundance. I want greatness in every avenue of my life. Because that's what he's created me to be. Come on. Man. I'm going to quit. I ain't done, but I'm going to quit. Stay with me this morning.